Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Fire Doc Rivers! <laughs> It's the Round the Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Gordon Gierichek, Gerald Sasser, Joey Devine, Andrew DeClerc, Pat Garrity, Sean Kemp, Sean Keane. Ryan Humphrey, Olumide Oyedeji, Mew of Special Patreons, Rohan, thank you Rohan, John W. Williams, thank you John, Fabian, thank you Fabian, musical guest, Billy Crystal as the Jazzman, Baba Doozie, Baba Doozow, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast. And to quote Billy Crystal's racist character, the Jazz Man, can you dig that? I think that you can. That's right. We're digging up a new episode of Round Ball Rock. <laughs> <laughs> and that voice you're hearing laughing at my very stupid joke is, of course, friend, co-host, best friend, uh, uh, executor of my will, uh, <laughs> Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. Um, Sean. Feeling good. Feeling great. We almost... <laughs> never mind, I'm not going to bring that up. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to bring up why we almost didn't have an episode today, but then decided against it. Um, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> uh, big week of basketball, huh? Oh, my God. There were some, some incredibly enjoyable basketball games. Like, look, 
I've got some moral issues and probably some logistical issues with basketball, the bubble, but you cannot deny that uh, Tuesday night in particular was a thrilling night of basketball. And uh, well, but first I mean, off, even we need to point out yeah. what your main your main gripe with the uh, uh, with the league is your logistical and moral issues, and that's because that's that they won't let you continue fucking Daniel House. <laughs> I know that's like I I snuck in fair and square. <laughs> Lewis Keen, our friend Lewis Keen taught you how. <laughs> he taught me how. He's like, he's like, it's a big campus. You can make it in. <laughs> um, I just brought a Postmates bag and a Bubba Gump Shrimp Company hat, and I made sweet love. I didn't want to admit it on the last <laughs> podcast, but now that the Rockets are out and, uh, you know, LeBron ratted us out, uh, it was me. It was me who, <laughs> who went to the hotel room. To to have sexual intercourse with Daniel House and Tyson Chandler also snuck you in. That was he a, snuck me in. He's a, a bro. He's a good dude, bro. That was the weirdest thing about the Daniel House story that came out is that Tyson Chandler was like his accomplice somehow. No, I think I don't think he was his accomplice. I think he just tried to take the bullet for it. Wow. He was like a weed carrier, basically, <laughs> because he's like, I am not going to play unless someone gets injured and I have to shoot foul shots and I'm actually better off. Like, <laughs> like they would have gotten rid of him as, you know, they're like Logan's run crusade against anyone over six foot seven. But Tyson had to be like, don't don't kill me, Mike D'Antoni. I'll take the fall if anything bad happens in the bubble. Um, the other but thing otherwise <laughs> they, they were like too tall. The other thing I wanted to ask you about before we get uh-huh. to mail and the news, because we forgot yeah. to put it on the news rundown, is, Sean, oh, do yeah. you feel better or worse about Steve Nash's coaching chances now that you've seen the shitty tech shoes he's peddling with that company? Like, they are so bad. They're the worst <laughs> shoes I've ever seen. Do you want to try and explain to our listeners me, what these shoes are. <laughs> yeah, I got to pull up this picture. How did it how did it end up coming up this week? I I don't know. I saw it because Wolf and Shepherd. Yeah, I, I saw it because Free Darko posted a screen cap <laughs> of the shoe and then I went deep on the website. Um, shouts shouts to Nathaniel Friedman. Yeah. Um this this picture on the front of wolfandshepherd.com. Uh-huh. Okay, so let me just give you this URL first. Uh-huh. Wolfandshepherd.com slash blog slash the hyphen wolf hyphen pack, uh-huh. which, yeah, yeah. come on, <laughs> Sounds man. right. And it Sounds says, right. welcome to the wolf pack, Steve Nash. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's also asking me if I want updates. I do not. My only choice is later or allow. Come on, guys. Mm-hmm. And the picture is uh, Steve Nash... <laughs> Like, he's kind of supposed to be on a basketball court with a basket supports made of concrete. It's no, no, it's the we need to be clear about what basketball court he's on because he's on a famous basketball court. Oh, he is. What what court is he on? It's the one that uh, <laughs> Ben Affleck is shooting on by the beach at the end of the way oh, back. The way back. Yeah. I, still, I still need to see the it's way back. The, it's the beachside basketball court. I think it's by Loyola Marymount or Pepperdine. Oh, that makes sense. Um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Now. Well, it's in, it's is it in Malibu? I think it's in Malibu. I don't know. It's the famous That's beach basketball court. 
It's um, I think it's I yeah. think it's Malibu. But not like not like Venice Beach. It's like surrounded by grass on an empty no, it's a rich, hill it's overlooked. A it, it's a rich people court, yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh so Steve Nash is on this court. He is uh he's wearing uh, like dress pants, uh-huh. a white button down, and black suspenders. He's dribbling a black basketball, mm-hmm. and uh, he is and wearing this is like a video. <laughs> I mean, this, well, I'm I'm talking about the first splash page oh, gotcha. at wolfandshepherd.com, but but yes, there's oh, also a video. <laughs> that's funny because when I go to the wolfandshepherd.com splash page, there's a Steve Nash section, but he is wearing these hideous shoes on that same basketball court but chugging a thing of water out of a squeeze bottle (laughs) while standing next to an office water cooler that they've placed on the basketball court oh because he's going to work well oh that picture is hilarious joey (laughs) i went directly to the nash section this is insane (laughs) also the picture next to it is somebody like with Wearing slip-on loafers uh-huh. with their foot over like a leather basketball. No, with that's stitches. not. A, that's not a basketball. It's not a medicine that's ball. That's a medicine ball. Yeah, it just that's looks an like old-timey medicine ball. Great, but uh, <laughs> but it's so weird that he has a water cooler in front of him, but he's squirting a water yeah, bottle it's be- in it's his because mouth. The shoes are for work and play. Damn it! <laughs> so they yeah they look like they look like um. I guess I would say they look like they're dress shoes that you put like a basketball sole under because they have like they're not the a basketball sole wing. though. They're like they're wingtips, but they have like a white kind of basketball cushion. The very bottom. Adidas late 2010 sole to them, where they're white and then. <laughs> Thick, really thick. It's like the post. Uh-huh. It's like the post Yeezy sole that That's Adidas really adopted. Um, and it's but like, on, it's with like a with air. like <laughs> the cheapest looking dress shoe, Payless ass dress shoe on top of it. You've ever it's seen. like a wi- it's like a wingtip on well, top of it are... that they add that like Oreo cookie sole to Except it. Except there are not. You can also get them in loafers and. Uh, and you can also get them in loafers and like the blandest ass dress shoes I've ever seen. Uh, um, what's this shoe called, Joe? The crossover, of course. <laughs> yeah, they come in wingtips and long wings and loafers. They look so bad. Oh, Premium and Chukka's, the de- classic desert boot. Don't worry. Um, All of these are so ugly. They're like the but ugliest I think that, shoes I've ever seen. I think the cro- I think the brown crossover wingtip is the ugliest shoe See, I've ever seen. I think the the crossover long wing honey is the ugliest I mean, one I've ever seen. It's pretty bad because at least at least the wingtip is like funny that it's like a wingtip uh-huh. on a sneaker sole. <laughs> the other one is like and okay. Now let's go back to that Steve Nash page because there's another. Uh, yeah, pi- yeah. There are several other pictures uh-huh. um, that we need to talk about. Uh, <laughs> first off. There's, uh, this is, of course, no, that's wrong. Where was I on this page before? Um, Are you at that middle guy? Hold on. There's one where he's... Oh, yeah, that is the one I have to go to. 
um, blog slash the wolf pack. <laughs> are you are you talking about the rim hang? Yeah, I am talking about the ring the rim hang. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's listed as collaboration. Steve Nash. I didn't know who the other guy was when CEO Joey sent me this. Wolf and Shepherd, Justin of Schneider, the, the wolf. Yeah, the CEO. He's uh, either the wolf or the shepherd. Um, yeah. <laughs> wolf and Shepherd is not a good pair, by the way. No, but I guess that's like you're a bad boy, and but you also work a, a day job, <laughs> and they're like kind of dressed the same. And they're wearing the shoes that Steve Nash is hanging on one side of the rim mm-hmm. with his right arm, and Justin Schneider's holding hanging on the, on the other, other side rim. of the rim. They like they did a, a friend dunk. Um. Yeah, it's like a it's like a <laughs> terrible couples photo. Uh, it is exactly like a terrible couples photo. Like these guys could have gotten engaged for this too. Uh, <laughs> and these shoes also look like shit. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> Those ones uh, are more uh, sneakery, though. Um, I would say <laughs> the, the double dunk picture. Uh, then there's a picture of him with his feet up on a desk. Yeah, he's wearing this a, is the shoes one I want to talk about. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's leaning back in a desk chair. Uh huh. And and the desk another... is on the court. Is on the, the desk fancy is on the, court. the fancy beachside basketball court. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. um He's sort of, he's pretending like he's going to spin a basketball with his finger, but he's just balancing it. Mm -hmm. But what is the vibe you most get from that picture, Sean? Uh, I get like, like the CEO's son Mm -hmm. is like in his office while he's not there without permission, like trying to impress his friends. Like it is someone pretending to work. Because the vibe I get from that photo is... Uh, Nate and Danny need a break from their park basketball photo shoot. Let's get Steve in here. <laughs> Let's get Steve in. Oh, my God. Uh, also, if you're wondering about the Steve Nash Foundation, well, it focuses its resources on underserved populations of children around the world. By thoughtfully addressing global and local challenges, the foundation works to implement strategies that empower communities. Mm-hmm. That What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> that could mean literally anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I read you a sentence I just found on uh, PRNewsWire.com about Steve Nash Please. joining Wolf and Shepard? Oh, my homepage, uh, yes. <laughs> in 2016, Wolf and Shepard set the world record for fastest half marathon in dress shoes. One hour, 17 minutes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So it's like it's like that commercial where the ladies play basketball in their pumps. Mm-hmm. It, it's exactly but, but that, like, yeah. but it's But it's like... For a douchey startup, mm-hmm. did it? Mm-hmm. Fastest half marathon in yeah. dress shoes. Run a fucking marathon, you <laughs> jerks! <laughs> also, there's a there's a picture on this page that is straight up blurry and out of focus. I there's don't know why. There's also a they picture of a fake Muhammad Ali working out underwater in a pool. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that one. Oh, I've I've been focusing on the Wolfpack pages, but I'm gonna look at the. That's on the straight Wolf and Shepherd page. The straight Wolf and Shepherd. Yeah, yeah. Muhammad Ali, a fan of hybrid uh, athletic dress, dress shoes. shoes yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep, he's he's in a boxing stance. What happens when you click on the Ali photo? It just says Monday motivation. Uh huh. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> Monday motivation. Care of. 
Muhammad Ali. <laughs> oh, it's like they're oh, it's the, oh, it's just their Instagram feed. Yeah, yeah, oh, great. Oh, good. Uh, so the Steve Nash water cooler picture is on Instagram. Great. I'm going to steal yep. that. Uh. <laughs> we will be selling those T-shirts in the store soon. There's also a picture of a guy like on that same basketball court holding like a loose newspaper and his head's cut off and it just says, we've got news. Um, so I think he's going to do a great job in Brooklyn. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay, which member of the Nets is most likely to wear these shoes? Garrett Temple. I think that's probably right, yeah. yeah right. I think Joe Harris would wear them once to be polite. Yeah, but let's be then... honest, Joe Harris is not going to be a Net next year. You're probably right. You don't think they're going to pay him? I think somebody else is going to pay him more. Um... Well, maybe he, he probably isn't restricted, huh? No, he's unrestricted. Yeah, the, anyone who loses the Davis Bertons Derby. No, he is uh, who I would like the Warriors to give their full mid-level exception to. All right. Um, ooh, did did you like that one, Sean? Did you like that? I did. I, I hadn't even been thinking of it. I never even thought about it as a uh, possibility, and now I'm like intriguing. I I mean, would would Zach Lowe match the offer to keep him in Brooklyn though? Um, good question. Um. All right, we don't need to. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's not news and it's not reader mail, but it felt like we needed to talk about it. Um, yeah, please, please. Uh, and if you use promo code uh, <laughs> Jason Richardson on wolfandshepherd.com, you get it 10% will send, off. No, it'll send you to a different shoe store. That's yeah, um, a <laughs> <laughs> um, Should we do some reader mail? Yeah, let's do reader mail. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it Reader Mail? It is confusing for robots. Fire Duck Rivers! Alright, Sean. First off, uh, I should start out by saying... Uh, a friend of mine, Mike DeLargy, after listening to our podcast last week, said... Gotta say, I really loved your K-pop and film podcast this week. Um, <laughs> so, but, uh, we are, as we've said, we're pivoting to become a BTS K-pop podcast. And mm-hmm. we got an email about the NBA and BTS from our friend Mira. Uh, Mira says, quote, I'm a huge NBA fan and BTS fan, and you guys made my day with the unexpected BTS discussion. Super impressed that you guys know their names and even about their Bangtan universe stories. Although, look, I screwed up, Sean. And that's what this email Uh-oh. is about. Okay. J-Hope was the one surrounded by the pile of Snickers who was abandoned by his mother. Jimin just suffered some unknown trauma and was basically left in a mental facility by his parents. Good times had by all. Anyway, I enjoy the pod, and BTS is amazing, so I'd be so here for you guys doing a BTS pod. Check out their new song, Dynamite. It even has an NBA reference. Wow. So, first Can off, we, did you check the, yeah, go apologized, ahead. I apologize to the army. Please do not cancel me for mixing up J-Hope and Jimin. I'll never do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also got a second email from Mira minutes later, um, who said... One more little BTS slash B-ball connection. 
Suga played basketball in school, and his name stands for shooting guard. Whoa, weird. Yeah, so, um, listeners out there, ARMY, <laughs> let us know any other <laughs> basketball BTS connections. Uh-huh. And I, look, if we get enough of them, I will make a BTS basketball drop, and it will become I a love segment it. on our show. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sean. Hell yeah. Did we get, uh, do we have any questions? Uh, yeah, we have some we have some reader questions. Too. Okay, good. Why don't you read our first reader question? Because you did all, right, all the this... research, and I don't want people to think I did it. <laughs> oh, because okay. it was well, clearly a lot of research you did here. On well, the I mean, I a little bit, but uh, so so Kopernik, uh in the in the Round Ball Rock Discord, which is oh, I forgot to all. do all that business. All the business oh yeah yeah, yeah. you. You do uh, get access to it for only $3 a month. Yeah, for 3 bucks a month, you can get it in our Discord on patreon.com slash roundrockpod. Uh, 5 bucks a month gets you bonus episodes. Um, email us at roundrockpod at gmail.com. Twitter at roundrockpod. Uh, call us on the phone at the number in the description of the episode. Uh, we sell t-shirts. They're also in the link at the description of the episode. And... Five-star reviews on iTunes. All right. Tell us Kaepernick's uh, question, Sean. Oh, I I also want to mention that um, my family bought a bunch of Grandpa Rock merch, so it is disconcerting when I, like, meet up with my sister and she's wearing a shirt with my own face on it. That's tight, It's weird. I love it, but it's it's weird. Fire Duck Rivers! Um, okay, so the question from Kopernik from the Discord is, you can steal one NBA nickname for yourself. The player loses it forever, and it is your all-the-time nickname. Mm. Do what I get the powers it? implied by the nickname, or do, is it just a nickname? I mean, I feel like people would probably start to think of you differently. if I, I assume this is something that everyone starts calling you rather right. than Joey. I'm just saying... Or like, at least... So if I take the nickname the round mound of rebound, do I uh-huh. become fat and awesome at rebounding, or is it like people are calling me that sarcastically? I think I, th- I the way I understood this question is that people are unquestioningly calling you this, okay. but I and don't get. So if I choose Doctor Duncanstein, I'm not yes. able to dunk. Okay. That, no, but people people, <laughs> but people think mind. that you, yeah, but people think that you must have because everyone is calling you that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like people, I the way I read it is people are calling the, you by this new nickname as if they've always done it. Okay. Because it because yeah because otherwise I don't think people are going on board. So so I just wanted to throw to go through some nicknames that I saw on a Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. Uh, with with just nicknames that stood out to me or that I had never realized. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and we'll go alphabetically here. Um, uh, Trevor Ariza's page lists his nickname as Cobra. Joey, have you ever heard that? No. <laughs> and then and then uh, that has a citation. The next three uh, all say citation needed. <laughs> these 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 nicknames are Ariza Green. Mm-hmm. Switchblade and Athreza. I've heard Athreza before. I, I have heard yeah, that too. Yeah. That almost feels like it was from his first, his like being on the 2009 mm-hmm. Lakers, maybe. Mm-hmm. 
You, okay, uh, sorry, I don't want to get ahead of, but you, I'm looking at this Wikipedia page <laughs> and you've, you missed a, you missed a good one that I didn't see. Okay. There. Oh, and, good. Okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And that is of course uh, that Sean Bradley's nickname is the enormous Mormon. <laughs> Have you ever heard that one? <laughs> I had not, but that's a great one. Um, yeah, someone in the Discord posited that Trevor Ariza has edited this Wikipedia page to mm-hmm. add Switchblade and Cobra. I think that's probably true. <laughs> Who calls him Switchblade? <laughs> it doesn't seem like a Switchblade at all. Uh... Like, even if it was, like, Swiss Army okay. Knife, I'd be like, I kind of get it. I actually think yeah. I know who calls him Switchblade. Who, who is Those it? terrible Rockets announcers. Oh, Because they were, like, God. a switching defense, and he was the key to it. God. Right? Yeah, you're right. Uh, right to the heart of the team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, Carmelo Anthony. Many nicknames. I didn't remember Captain America as being one of them. Um... I guess that's an it's Olympic, Olympic thing, thing right? It's and it's, he has those initials, but I've just never heard it. Mm-hmm. As someone that is constantly called, as a man who is constantly referred to by nicknames, mm-hmm. that was not one of them that had registered right. uh, for me. Also, does not really seem like a Captain America to me. No. He's, he's or the much, Patriot. I, I also had not heard him called the Patriot. He's much more of a Hawkeye, I would, I would say. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Like the best yeah. Hawkeye, but sure, he's a Hawkeye. Yeah, he rules. Yeah, he's a good, he's, he's like more casual. He's not, he's not like a do-gooder virgin. Mm-hmm. Captain America's a virgin, canonically, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. So, I mean, like, kind of think that Carmelo Anthony wouldn't let a virgin tell him what to do, either. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. How many of the Avengers are are virgins? Huh. Well, Spider-Man. I mean, Mm -hmm. but not... I mean, you you just have to pick your spots with that. He does get down, though. Sure, but he is. At the the age, Tom, the the Tom Holland Spider-Man is for sure a virgin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um, absolutely. Um, But but it also doesn't seem like it's that big a deal that he's a virgin. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. for sure. Captain Uh, America... Yeah, mm-hmm. Captain America definitely a virgin. Is Rocket um, Raccoon a virgin? Yeah, but he's he's more of like an insult. He's mad about it. Yeah, yeah, for but sure. Like, but like, who would he have sex with is the thing. I don't know, some yeah, other space space people. This seems like, I, yeah, I guess this I do. This is straight guess, Corbin talk. We we need to bring this to the you're quarantine right. I'm cast. sorry. Let's Gar- move I'm, on. But, we'll talk about this for right. too long. <laughs> you're right. Guardians of the Galaxy, though, is a uh, very sexually fluid universe, I yeah. would say. So, but yeah, also, I think most of them are virgin. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, keep going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Peter Quill, I guess, is not. But I mean, I would argue that maybe he is. Uh, all right, he has that going. lady on his ship at the beginning. Sure, but who's to say they had sex? He doesn't. He has some virgin ass energy. You know what he I mean? He really does. He really <laughs> does. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Ken Bannister, known as the Manimal. Okay. First off. I've never heard Ken Bannister be called the Manimal. Have you? I don't. I did not know who Ken Bannister was. Because, this. but to me, that's, the Manimal is Kenneth Reed. Is Kenneth Reed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he just. This is the original Manimal. Well, is it possible Kenneth Reed is just Manimal? I. Uh, 
I mean, like, isn't Manimal a comic book character of some kind? I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know who's not a comic book character, but desperately wants to be one? This next nickname you have. Oh, Harrison Barnes. Yeah. <laughs> the Black Falcon. Uh-huh, yeah. Now, granted, the Falcon is black mm-hmm. in Marvel, which makes it weirder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, there's not a white Falcon. Right. <laughs> uh, it's such a funny nickname. It's like, it's just such a funny nickname. It's the fact that Andrew Bogut would always use it to refer to Harrison Barnes. Like, oh, I'm going to meet up with the Black Falcon later. Yeah. Only good thing about Andrew Bogut. All right, keep going. Uh, uh, okay, I just say it's weird that Ken Bannister had was called the Manimal as a child. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah. To uh-huh. yeah. um, Bismack Mayambo, I haven't heard. Busy Bo. These are BB-8. some of the best nicknames I've ever heard in my life. Busy Bo. BB-8. Yeah. Biz Nation. Big Business. Yeah. These are, obviously, this is all with a Z. Mm-hmm. And the acrobatic from the Democratic, and then in in parentheses, Republic uh-huh. of the Congo. These are amazing nicknames. Uh, he is winning the nickname race here, for sure. The acrobatic from the Democratic is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Cardinal is known as the custodian. Yeah, we knew that. We knew yeah, that. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I knew that I knew that Glenn Davis was known as Big Baby. Uh-huh. I did not know that he was known as Uno Uno. No, that's weird. That's terrible. Uh-huh. Um uh Ricky Davis, Ricky Buckets, mm-hmm. Get Buckets. I've heard both of those. Yeah. I had not heard Grits and Gravy. Great nickname though. Really good yeah, nickname. Yeah, really and good then nickname. For Rim, Ricky. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. And then wrong ram Ricky was when he tried to get an assist to get a triple double by shooting at the wrong basket. Which it was, was a, it was a rebound, wasn't it? Oh yeah, he needed yeah, yeah, yeah he needed yeah, yeah. a rebound, so he just <laughs> shot it under his own yeah. basket. To get, yeah. Bobby Sura uh, did that the same season, but not on the wrong uh, basket on his own basket. Uh, on yeah, like he purposefully. <laughs> he definitely and they suspended. They, they find him. Subtle. I think they both got fined. I believe. Uh, I think Ricky Davis got a suspension. Actually, yeah. But, but I, I think from his own team, not the yeah, NBA. Yeah, I know Bob Sura got uh, fined by the NBA. <laughs> All right. Uh, keep uh, going. Uh, ben Gordon, this claims his nickname is Madison Square Gordon. That's not the case. It's a great name, though. It's funny. It's just he didn't play for the Knicks. Like, yeah, but he must have. Did he have 50 points there or something? Maybe. Oh, did just... he crush it at UConn? I bet he had some tournament. Oh, you know what? That it, is. That's a MSG. Big East tournament yeah, yeah. game. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough, Ben Gordon. <laughs> um, somehow Jeff Green's nickname is Iron Man. I mean, also Uncle Jeff. I know why it's fun. Iron Man. It's because he had a heart problem, right? No, it's because he, he didn't miss any games until the heart problem. Like he but, was but he also, but like Iron Man, he had to have he had like <laughs> right. a catastrophic heart condition. Well, this is it's just he... weird to have both of those. <laughs> uh, um, Uncle Jeff, amazing name though, amazing nickname, really fitting, yeah. really fitting. <laughs> uh, uh, Daryl, I mean, yeah, like like doesn't Jeff Green seem like the kind of NBA player that might have to crash on your couch for a week? Absolutely. But but you don't mind because he's Uncle Jeff. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's um, also right. the kind of veteran that you like bring in to like take care of the kids, and he just lets them do whatever they want. Yeah, yeah, it's like, Uncle Jeff's coming. <laughs> like that's when you see your first R-rated movie yeah. when Uncle Jeff yeah. is babysitting. <laughs> 
you're you're definitely getting as much ice cream as you want. Yeah. Um, okay, Daryl Griffith is Doctor Duncan. One of the great nicknames ever. Truly great, truly great dunker too. Yeah. It's it's unfortunate that he got hurt because those like early Malone Stockton teams would have been exponentially cooler mm-hmm. if Daryl Griffith's knees had survived. Right. Uh, this is weird. Tom Hammonds apparently was nicknamed the Terminator. Weird. <laughs> he must he must just look like uh like a Cro-Magnon kind of right. Or don't you think he was just probably um like there was probably one play where he got fouled a ton or something and still got rebounds and uh while that movie was popular and then somebody just yelled out that he was the Terminator. <laughs> It's just weird. He's like he just seems like he's not the right age. Yeah, but he also does not look. I don't know. His other nickname is Hambone, which is pretty tight. Great. Hambone's great. I love Hambone. This um, is another okay. great nickname. Great nickname. Kevin Herter's nickname is Red Velvet, yeah, which I nickname. love. I love that one. <laughs> also because you there's a lot of like Red Rocket, Red whatever, and Red Velvet is so funny. Mm-hmm. It's like. It's very much like a 70s ABA nickname. It's so fitting, too. Um, There's just something funny about a white guy's nickname being Velvet, yeah, too. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, Ilyasova, mm-hmm. known as both Turkish Thunder and Ghostface Ilya, mm-hmm. which yep, great. I, I feel like that was a Wu-Tang reference, except he does kind of look like a ghost. <laughs> he looks like he's, uh, the, he's like... Uh, brought in a scream mask and said, "Hey, make my face look like make this. my face look like this." Yeah. <laughs> um, Furk on Korkmaz is apparently known as Furk the Turk, mm, which is like that feels like a nickname from the forties. Yeah, um, uh-huh. <laughs> um, now I knew that Tony Kukoc was known as the Croatian sensation. I had definitely heard him called Euro Magic before. Mm-hmm. I had not heard him called the Waiter. Mm-hmm. And is that because he ate like four thousand calorie meals before be Bulls right. games when he arrived in America? Right. Um, Darko Milicic was known as the Human Victory Cigar. I did not know that the first guy with that name was Stojko Vrankovic. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, this guy, I don't even know how to say his name. Bill Mulkvy, MLKV. Well, it was known as the Owl Without a Vowel. It's very weird. <laughs> It's very weird. Um, uh, Jamal Murray is apparently known as the Blue Arrow. I didn't know that. Uh, you Jameer should look Nelson. up a picture of Bill Milkvy, Sean. Real okay, quick. okay. Uh, he looks like um, comedian Jay Thomas. Wow, he really does. <laughs> so he got that nickname in the fifties, right? The owl uh, without a wa- vowel. Uh huh. Well, he kind of looks like an owl. You know what I mean? A little bit. Yeah, uh-huh. he's got that. He's got a little bit, a little bit of Zach Collins face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it seems like he was. Oh, he went to Temple. That's yeah, of why. course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is funny. He um, <laughs> he uh, while he was while he was playing. After he got drafted, uh, he was going to dental school at Temple. Mm-hmm. Great. And then, uh, and then <laughs> he chose basketball, but then, but then it turned out 
because it, it was the 50s that the Korean War was still happening, if he had chosen basketball over dentistry, his original choice, he would have been drafted into the army. Mm-hmm. But if he finished dental school, he would be drafted as a dentist instead. Mm-hmm. And he ended up being a dentist in the Korean War. Wow. This is so weird. Uh, anyway, the, the world was really weird before. Mm-hmm. You just you could not avoid the army. Um, uh, Jameer Nelson, I'd heard him called Mighty Mouse, although that is Damon mm-hmm. Stoudemire's nickname. Uh, I had not heard him called this, Crib Midget. That's though. offensive. <laughs> that's a mean, Who's that's a giving mean him name. that nickname? That's, first that's off, terrible. apologies to any little people out there. Uh, yes, yes. But what the fuck? All right. This, no, ne- this is... Go ahead. This this just reminds this just reminds me of like if you look up baseball nicknames from the twenties, they're just so cruel. Yeah, but Jameer Nelson played in the mid. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> this is this is the, the nickname's like totally unacceptable. <laughs> this guy got drafted in two thousand four. Yeah. Um. All right. I hate this Dirk Nowitzki nickname. No, it's uh, for a guy who has a million nicknames. Also a guy who doesn't uh, need a nickname. His name is fucking Dirk. Yeah, he doesn't need a nickname. He has a million nicknames, some of which are pretty good, right? I guess. I mean, which Dirk nickname I mean, do you Dirk, like? Uh, I like I like uh Bavarian Bomber a lot. Yeah, okay. And I like the big German too. It's like real simple. Yeah, big German. I don't all right. like. I don't like Dirk Diggler. No, I kind of like Dirty because I think he thinks it's funny. Mm-hmm. Do you like um, the dun- the dun- the dunking Deutschman? Yes, I like that one too. Do you like the German uh, Wonderkind? Not really. Do you like the Germanator? <laughs> I kind of like the Germanator only because uh-huh. uh, it was a it was a affectionate nickname. For my uh, my friend David in elementary school, who uh, wasn't was an immigrant from Germany, but uh, what about cool the guy. Big Mummy? Do you like the Big Mummy? I did not know he was known as the Big Mummy. <laughs> uh, that's what Daryl Dirk tweeted that in 2017. Said I'm so wow. stiff these days that my ex teammate Daryl Armstrong calls me my favorite nickname of all time, the Big Mummy. <laughs> I kind of like the Berlin Tall, but only in writing. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I this think, one is... You know what? From now on, Dirk Nowitzki is the big mummy. All right, keep going. Big mummy. Uh, yeah, so he's... This is the weirdest nickname. I almost think that he gave himself this nickname. Is this Ruben Patterson? Tall Baller oh. from the G. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh, we didn't say it yet. Yeah, that's the worst. It's the worst. All baller from the G. Yeah. That feels like a nickname you give yourself when you've mm-hmm. been in America like a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But many of your teammates are African American, and you're like, this is, this is how they talk. Uh, all right, keep going. We got to run through these. Uh, We're going. Yeah, yeah. Pick some, uh, pick some of sorry. your favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm um, Ricky Pierce being known as Big Paper Daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, Weird. I've never I've never heard Rajon Rondo called Swag or FedEx. Nope. Have you ever heard him called Johnny? Uh, no, but I that makes sense though because he's Ray John. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. I never think of him as being a John. All right, keep uh, going. <laughs> uh, some This is another citation needed. Kevin Seraphine being known as Man Bear Pig. That's weird. That's weird. Uh, Louis Scolet. Did you know him as the Ice Cream no, Man? No, but it's great. It rules. <laughs> it really rules. Uh, <laughs> Henry Sims was apparently known as Lickface. Weird. I need to get to the bottom of that one. 
I knew that Amari Stoudemire's nickname was Stat. I did not know that he said it was it meant standing tall in town. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, that's what that's the best part that. about that nickname. Yeah. Um I think it says a lot about Jerry Stackhouse that his two listed nicknames are Stack and House. <laughs> like that seems like that's a guy who would change into a warm-up suit to beat your ass. Mm-hmm. And then and then Kurt Thomas being known as Midlife is really funny. Okay, so Sean, you did a lot of research here. Yeah. Uh, what nickname would you answer the question? What nickname would you like to steal? I'm going to take Joel Prisbilla's nickname, and I'll be known as the Vanilla Gorilla. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, of course, uh, it's the most obvious one. Uh, I would, from here on out, like to be referred to as the Servant. All right. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sean, uh, Acno21 asks, not in terms of literal appearances, but is Jimmy Butler the most third-team All-NBA player ever? Boy, he is, he is really up there. Like, that's, it's, like, exactly his place. Like, it's, it's weird because there's that arbitrary Bill Simmons thing of just picking, like, a random odd number and being like, ah, this guy's, like, top 11, top 12. But Jimmy Butler has spent so many years as, like, exactly the 15th best player in mm-hmm. basketball. Um, it's And See. I saw someone arguing whether he was one of the top 15 players, and one guy, and the argument I saw on Twitter was one guy was saying he was 15, and the other guy was saying he was 16. <laughs> it's such a weird... See, I think like, he's like, 11. <laughs> um, all right. I, mean, I mean, I think he is a little better, but but, like, it's just so weird that this guy has been consistently... Almost a top ten player. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's he's a good choice. Um, I'm trying to think. I of have other, a different like, answer, though. Okay, who's, to me, who's your there's answer? a really obvious answer, and it might just be because of when I really started following basketball. But to me, the Sean most Mary? no, the most third team oh. All NBA player ever is Richard Hamilton. Oh wow. And, like, I don't think he ever deserved it, though. <laughs> no. But, yeah. But it's like, oh, he was, he was the, he scored the most points on a team that won 55 games. Uh, we got to put him on there. Nobody's excited about it, but. Yeah. How many times um, do you think he made all NBA? Five? Four? No, four. Is it less? He actually never made wow, all that's NBA. Hilarious. He made three All Star teams. He made three All Star. <laughs> that's actually way fewer All Star teams than I thought. Well, I guess I can't uh, give that answer. Um. Yeah, it's like okay, so third team All NBA. I mean, it's you can't. It can't be a center because that's like a fucking wild card every time. I mean, although. I mean, there's there's two big men I can think of that are pretty good answers for this, too. That is, of uh, course... Is it DeAndre Jordan? No. It's LaMarcus. He's not really good enough. It's LaMarcus Oh, LaMarcus Aldridge. Aldridge. Yeah. And I was going to say Al Horford as well. Um, East LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, East LaMarcus Aldridge. Damn. <laughs> I mean, look, he's he's a little too good... But Paul George has been third team All NBA a lot. Um, Jimmy I mean, Butler Pop to me is Soul? too too lovable of a player to be like to give such a. It's a real. Like a this is like a denigr- Yeah, it's a real denigration here. You know what I mean? 
I mean, it is it is like the home of Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. I it, think he has a lot of third teams, but he doesn't feel like it either. It's like... It's got to be someone boring. Um, <laughs> and Melo's uh, not boring. Just looking at guys that kind of fit this. I mean, you know who it might end up being. Who's that? It's going to be Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he's <laughs> never quite going to beat that level. Yeah, because he's constantly going to be behind Jokic and I mean, uh, Giannis or Embiid or whatever. Um, I would also say, and I, I don't mean this as a knock, like, like this sounds like we're being, like, denigrating this guy, but Reggie Miller, very much a third-team All-NBA dude. Yeah, but only because of, uh... but again, he's too cool and memorable. Um, but yes, but that's only because of the era he played in, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 but it's like, but you're always like, yeah, he's like the fifth best guard in the league. Yeah. <laughs> and like people were, people were like, Hey, he's, he's shooting, shooting a little, a few too many outside shots there. Um, and I would say Joe Johnson, but I don't really think Joe Johnson made very many all NBA teams. I don't think he was good enough. And he has, I love he's made Joe like Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Again, no disrespect to these guys. Boy, Paul George has been third team All NBA a bunch of times. <laughs> uh, you know what? Let's call also, it then. I, it's Paul George. Paul George. Except he's too embarrassing. God, no, it's too. It's like. Is there a sadder player than Paul George? In your lifetime, I, Sean. Look, we will get to this. I think, but but Jesus, I mean, he. It's just so it, he's like the saddest good player, I think. In in your lifetime, in any sport. <laughs> God. Yeah, and like confusingly so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, he just he just seems like like a real sad sack. Yeah. Man. Handle. Oh, I would also say, even though he's probably more known for not for getting passed over by all NBA teams, Kyle Lowry has extreme third team all NBA energy too. How many all NBA teams did Chauncey Billups make? Because he's also a pretty good answer. Ooh, for this, yeah. <laughs> Let's take a look here. Good question. Chauncey Billups made uh, three, three all NBA teams, three, all third, right? They, they're all third. It's got to be. Uh, he made the second team once. Wow, good for Chauncey. <laughs> yeah. Was that like a year Kobe was hurt or something? Um. Probably. Who was? Yeah, let me let me tell you who who was teammate. Who who did he beat out that year? I'm sure Kobe was first team, but uh, no, yeah, Kobe and Nash were first team. Wade was second team, and then Arenas and Iverson. We're on the next team. Wow, that third team was way cooler. <laughs> you know, what happened was that Pistons team won a lot of games and mm-hmm. then got bounced by the Heat. Yeah. It's the first flip year. He actually had a, an unusually statistically good season that year is what happened. Did you know that Chauncey Billups had four times where he uh, was in the top in MVP voting? That seems about right. It's weird, though. Four years seems too many. 2009, 2010, somebody's voting for Chauncey Billups for MVP. He and George Carl were an unstoppable team. No, he just, 
He's had he had two. I mean, he got one very... vote, but still. Yeah. You know who still... else got a vote that year? Joe Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> he's just had so many high profile situations where he's gone to a new team and they've gotten way better. Yeah, but still, here's your top. Here's your top ten. In two thousand six. No, this oh, is no. two thousand nine. 2009. All okay. right. LeBron wins it in mm-hmm. Cleveland. Durant comes in second. Kobe third. Dwight Howard fourth. Dwayne Wade fifth. Mello sixth. Dirk seven. Nash eight. Darren Williams nine. And Amari Stoudemire ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, then all these randos. Manu Ginobili got three points. Okay. Um, then Chauncey Billups, Chris Bosch, Stephen Jackson, and Joe Johnson all got one vote. Stephen Jackson got MVP votes <laughs> for that season? 2009-2010. Yeah, that would be... Was he on Charlotte that year? I think year? that's the year he and Jason Richardson brought the, the uh, Charlotte Bobcats to the playoffs, right? That is so weird. Uh... Well, you know, it's because it's because uh, the narrative is so like like the Nuggets were the two seed, I think. Mm-hmm. And Phillips does not have overwhelming stats, but <laughs> but it's but they trade for they trade him for Iverson like three games into the season. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you right now, that's just a Homer ass Denver vote. All right. Uh, let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, yeah, you're right about that. I mean, um, yeah. Sean, should we talk about the playoffs? Let's talk about the playoffs. Fire Doc Rivers! 47 minutes into our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's the NBA playoffs. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Basketball for humans. We're going to be championship. Data for robots. Both teams play hard, my man. Both teams played hard. So, Sean, the playoffs happened, and guess what? What happened, Joey? The Nuggets overcame a second 3-1 lead deficit, dude. This is truly amazing. Um, I love this team's heart. I love it so much. I really love this team. I'm so glad. I really hope Silky Johnson picked either the Heat or the Nuggets to root for, like we recommended him. Um, <laughs> we never did that follow-up episode, but we picked we picked right, Sean. We picked right. Um, uh, yes, Sean. What stuck out to you most about the Clippers' collapse? Um, it's I that guess, the Nuggets are awesome, right? Yeah, yeah. That that was the main thing is that they rule. Uh, this is such a cool team. We've always thought they were a cool team. Uh. Jokic really stepped it up. Like, okay, so I was I was so impressed by um I really I really fell in love with Jamal Murray as a player last year. Um I love that we've called him horny before mm-hmm. because he's just like he's got so much energy, he just wants to shoot all the time. And while that's kind of a negative trait in maybe an older player, I love that he was like barely 22 last year in the playoffs and was just like, look, I got to take care of business yeah, or else four no for one 12 else in this game seven or whatever. Yeah, yeah. but it's not, it's not going to shake me at all. And you know, something about the magic of bubble shooting, but as good as he was, the, 
the way that Jokic, um, you you brought this up that I'm he really say controls the speed. Crazy here. Okay, go for it. You know what? Who Jokic reminded me of last night, and it's going to sound crazy because his still skill set is basically the opposite of this guy. But uh-huh. he reminded me of Tim Duncan last night in just his ability to control the game, even though he only had 13 points or whatever. Every yeah. time he was in, he was just fucking in charge. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. And and I think what he ends up doing is making everyone else adjust to his speed. Yeah. But he just, I mean, for the, for the second or third year in a row, he is playing like there's no one else in the NBA like him. And I can't remember a player in history who was like him. Like, it, he plays, this is maybe how George Mikan played, but we would, we'll never right, know. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right. <laughs> but just the way he threw, at the end of the, at the end of game seven, the game well in hand, Jokic gets the ball right around the free throw line and throws a no look like over the head backwards pass to Murray and hits him in stride going to the basket. It's like, I've just never seen a pass like that. Yeah. And that was one of like 30 that you could have pointed out in the series that and were just we no Portland crazy. fans. Arvidas Sorbonas threw some cool passes, but not, it's not quite the same. Um, yeah. I mean, look, 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 Kings Arvita fans Sabonis- and Lakers fans. Yes. Vladi Divots also threw cool passes, but it's not, it's not the it same. Wasn't, they didn't throw like and one passes, yeah. which is like what Jokic throws. And it's so interesting because I think that there he's very hard to defend just because conventional strategies don't work that well on him. He he's and just Murray so unique. Have maybe the the like it's one of the most unpredictable two-man games I've ever seen, even right. though it should be <laughs> insanely predictable because one of them is going to pass every time and the other one is going to shoot every time. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. it's still... It's it's not a straight line how they get there. Right, right. <laughs> Murray is, like, really a wild man, and Jokic is kind of like a wild player, but again, he's always moving pretty slowly. Yeah, and but he's, like, <laughs> he just... It's very wild. Also, I want to shout out uh, Gary Harris won them this series, I think. Because uh, his so. defense yeah. is like he might be a one of the ten best defenders in the league, right? Even though he's six three and plays the three or whatever. Like, I mean, he, he was he came back. So the Nuggets looked awful, and then he came back. Uh, after four games of the Utah series when they were down three one and just like transformed the team. It was like the bench got better. uh, The rotations made more sense. And he just, it was interesting because the other thing we saw from Gary Harris that he hadn't been doing for almost a year. And possibly that's because he had a, you know, like a, an injury for like a year and a half. Uh, he was taking it to the hole a lot, yeah. like old Gary Harris. Yeah, he's like a he's a really smart cutter too. Yeah, when with and Jokic, you need that because he needs cutters. But he's a really, really His good defense, defense. Though, like, yeah, he <laughs> he is what people think Pat Beverly is. I think, <laughs> uh, and like it, a small it didn't matter, guy who can yeah. guard up. Yeah, yeah, like he was guarding guys that are significantly taller than him, and. Stealing the ball from them three times a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was getting a lot of steals, and he just he just 
knocked down open threes every time. Yeah. Shot 42% for the series from uh, three. And also, quick shouts to my man Streetball Paul. Uh-huh. Uh, who won game five for them by he won game five. going off in the third 14, quarter. A 14-point quarter for Streetball Paul. We knew <laughs> he had that Streetball. Yeah. That Rucker Park energy was going to come out sometime. You're looking like Skip to my Lou out there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and he, I'm going to say last night, he hit a three to cut it to one, and I knew the Nuggets were going to win the game. Yeah, yeah. When that happened, I was like, oh, this game is over, and the Nuggets have won. I almost feel like he psychologically tricked the Clippers, because he's a really smart defender, but he's not fast anymore, and somehow he, like lulled them into not really driving past him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was great. So, I have a question for you before we talk about the Clippers. Yeah. Who's going to guard LeBron James for the Nuggets? Uh, What are we going to say? Well, we're going to start with Paul Millsap. It's got to be Jeremy Grant, right? They've got to play Jeremy Grant like 38 minutes. Yeah, he's I like mean, the only one with the like size and body type, right? Maybe PJ Dozier. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, Millsap will try for a little bit. But, he's not fast enough, but he's like he's just done it a lot. Yeah, you know? but but what the problem is? It hasn't is, worked uh, out. Great. LeBron has scored forty five points on him a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, would you try Gary Harris on LeBron? I would try everybody on LeBron, to be honest. Like, um, I probably would not trust Bull Bull, Noah Vonley, or Troy Daniels what about on that him. Plumley? Uh I I don't think Mason Plumley's gonna be able to stop him. <laughs> can Mason Plumley now here's a question, can Mason Plumley at least help with Anthony Davis a little bit though? Yeah, I think so. He's he had some like really bad moments, but I I do think that a guy just has, like running really hard uh, through the Clippers off. <laughs> he's a big he's a big athlete, and also um, Mason Plumley. I will say, funniest person to change his number to honor Kobe, <laughs> right? That Kobe's like Kobe is looking down for heaven. And he's like, man, Mason Plumley put on the twenty four. <laughs> Very strange. Uh, do you think George Carl's happy that they finally avenged his death against the Clippers in 2006? Yes, he's been waiting for this moment the whole time. And, we'll be uh, back with another Carl cast this weekend, by the yeah, way, yeah, patrons. We, we needed a break from old George. <laughs> it, it's like it is like running a marathon, getting through <laughs> that book. And also, the next the next chapter is maybe sad. the most troubling one it's in the very whole book. Sad. It's just a bummer. Um, <laughs> And it's not yes. even the cancer chapter. Um, <clears throat> all right, Sean. Let's say goodbye to the Clippers. What's going? What do you want to talk about? Our friend Dave Dufour, the only man who called uh, the Nuggets beating the Clippers. It was so strange because Dave like called the exact moment they would start beating the Clippers too, <laughs> uh, which was like five minutes into the third quarter. He called his shot on Twitter. He looked like a G. Um, Basically, just the the Clippers, for whatever reason, got really tired and collapsed five minutes into the third quarter when they also coincidentally brought in Montrezl Harrell. Mm-hmm. And the Nuggets just ran them off the court when when at that when that happened. And so 
Game five, the Clippers led by five, 12 at halftime. They were up 15 right before that, and they lost by five. And then game six, they were up 16 at halftime, right be- and their peak lead was right at that magic moment. They were up 18, and then Denver just ran away on them and outscored them by 30 in the second half. And then, I mean, watching game seven, once the 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 Nuggets cut like an eight-point lead to two at halftime, and when that happened, I just thought about Coach Doof, and I'm like, this game is actually over, yeah. <laughs> but the trailing team has it in hand. It's and like then, when you hear one of those stories about how, like, a guy had a bullet in him, but it didn't, like, uh, hit his heart until an hour later or whatever, right. and then he died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was it, would, it also felt like almost like a boxing thing. Like, we know these guys are going to punch themselves out. And then Nikola Jokic is going to punch him in the kidneys for a quarter and a half. <laughs> and I mean, like, uh, yeah. And and I I just thought, look, Kawhi, Kawhi I think is probably pretty banged up. Um, and he he was trying very hard on defense. I thought I kind of felt like Paul George was more inexcusable. Mm-hmm. Like Kawhi was six of twenty two, and he only scored fourteen points. Jamal Murray outscored Kawhi and George combined by 16 points. But Paul George, like, didn't even drive in the game. Mm-hmm. Jokic blocked him once in the first quarter, and he basically just took outside shots. I think he got a couple dunks, but, I mean, that's just a terrible performance in a game seven. Yeah. And it's like he was taller than everybody guarding him. Mm-hmm. I, I just, it really didn't make any sense. So do you think they're going to leave? In a year? Yeah. Because <laughs> they both can leave in a year. Yeah, they both have player options. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think either one of them is that committed long-term to the Los Angeles area, I gotta say. Or, you know, I, like, would you be that surprised if either one just went to the Lakers in a year? Kawhi, yes. Paul George, no. You would not be surprised. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Kawhi is probably not going to join the Lakers, but Paul I don't George. Know where Kawhi's going if he leaves? Right. I mean, like, yeah. Uh, it's very interesting. Also, he, you know, like, I'm sort of not ready to critique them for like load management. Like, it really does seem like Kawhi just can't play that much. Uh huh. Um, but I don't know what the solution to that is. Well. What I I will say is I was saying this all year and the Clippers felt like maybe the most entitled basketball team I've ever seen. And I watched the 2018 Warriors. Yeah. Um, They were acting like they were in like the third year of a dynasty when they just got together. Yeah. Um, They beat the Warriors on opening night and Pat Beverly said... You had the last five years. The next five years are mine. And what was Steph Curry, the only good burn he's ever had on another NBA player? What did he say back? He said, aren't you 31? (laughs) By the way, Pat Beverly is now 32. Um, Uh, That's hilarious. Uh, Look, they talked so much shit. It's the thing. I would feel worse about it. Like, Like with the Rockets, it's sad. It's mm-hmm. sad that it didn't work. It's the same kind of thing. But, like, I do feel like those guys were 
like beaten down psychologically by the Lakers series, but for the most part, it's not like it's not like James Harden's an asshole. I just, just flops a lot. My but problem the, with but the, the Clippers, Clippers is it's like they didn't practice, and most of them never even played that. They didn't even play that much. Like uh-huh. it's not even the load management necessarily that I'm complaining about. It's like at some point you're best five guys have to play 40 games together mm-hmm. and well, they, they just never did that because they took so many breaks because they thought they'd won a championship and they weren't even practicing well and the weirdest thing to me was they never played um they almost never played lou Montrez, Kawhi, paul george and pat beverly together mm-hmm. which is so weird because it's it, it seems like it's the obvious closing lineup. Mm-hmm. And those guys played like 50 minutes together all year and like three in the playoffs. Um, but I think I think that it, it it really sounds like, I mean, from the Chris Haynes story today, Montrose Harrell really did not, does not or did not like Paul George. Mm-hmm. Like they had a screaming match in game two, a, a, a series they were leading one nothing at the time. Well, uh, I've got bad news for Montrez Harrell. He's not yeah. going to be a Clipper then. Yeah. Um, um, if you do, you think Marquise Morris is coming back? I mean, Marcus Morris. Sorry. I mean, I, apologize I never know Morris what a more. I mean, yes, right? Is he's not on a one year deal? It's a two year, isn't it? Oh, maybe it is. I thought he was. I think you're you're probably right about that. I mean, the Knicks signed everybody. No, it's a one year deal. You're right. Uh, you're yeah. right. Um. So I yeah, don't know. I mean, are they going to pay him fifteen million dollars? Probably not. He's going to go whoever to whoever pays him fifteen million dollars would be my guess. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, that. What if he went back to the Spurs? There's no way he's not going to do that. <laughs> um. The weirdest thing is afterwards, Paul George said, "I think internally, we always felt like this was not a championship or bust year for us." And it's like. They traded two starters and like seven picks for you, Paul George. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess next year's championship or bust. Do you think Doc Rivers is going to get fired? Well, I was going to ask, should we go to our, uh, should I play that drop? Oh, yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is the only answer, right? How have I not looked in on what that guy's reaction to that? <laughs> Here's here's Clipper Daryl with how what he thinks should happen. Again, we're not fans of Clipper Daryl, but uh, you know, fire Doc Rivers. Should we hear it again? Yes. Fire Doc Rivers. Uh, would you fire fire Doc Rivers, Sean? Uh, I don't think I would. I don't think I would either. Because who are you gonna hire? Uh, like I don't. Mike D'Antoni. I mean, it, it is it's pretty suspicious that uh, Doc Rivers has blown three playoff leads. But even at the same time, I'm like, I don't really blame him. He's the only coach in NBA history who's lost eight game sevens. Well, in fact, you know, uh, Don Pardo actually read off the roster of the 2003 Orlando Magic <laughs> earlier today. So the ghost of Don Pardo... Has a real problem. The funny thing about Clipper Dale's reaction here, he got very mad at Stephen A. Smith and 
to the point where Marcin, Marcin Gortat tweeted at him and said, less coffee, brother. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what I'd do if I was the Clippers. Um, trade Lou Williams, probably. Uh, yeah, I think that's, I mean, I love Lou Williams, but that's, that seems like the guy to trade. I'd trade Pat Bev, too. Oh, hell yeah, I would trade Pat Bev. Also, I'd like, find a team that will uh, actually develop Landry Shamet instead of doing whatever the Clippers have done to him in a year. Seems like he broke, right? Yeah, he seems broken. <laughs> but you know, that that's happened a couple... Like that That's a classic uh, young team thing. I'm trying to think who's the most obvious... What was the team that had exactly that happen, where the young players just regressed because they didn't get playing time anymore? I'm trying to think. There's a recent team where that completely happened. Uh, I'll try to think of it by the end of the podcast, Joey. <laughs> but uh, but you know where you the, have these the New Jersey Nets. I mean the New York Nets, the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets. Oh, God, why did it take me three <laughs> times? In uh, that uh, once once they got to the oh, bubble was, and all those it, old assholes weren't there, uh, all of a sudden Karis Levert was really yeah. good. <laughs> I was actually I was actually thinking of the Celtics in the first uh, Gordon Hayward year. Gotcha. Where it was like all these guys are suddenly like got trusted with all this responsibility and are now backing up a guy who, you know, I'm not the first Gordon Hayward year, but the first Kyrie year. Gotcha. And yeah, there's something to that. Um, yep, Landersham. It so it's weird because because you look at the team and it's like. They still seem very good on paper, but I mean, Paul George is going to be back. Kawhi is going to be back. So, you know, what's crazy. Uh, the Nuggets still are going to ha- basically add Bowl Bowl and PJ Dozier next year. Right. Like, <laughs> like Bowl Bowl is going to be able to do something. He's at least going to hit threes off the bench and be seven uh-huh. feet tall. And PJ Dozier has played some now, but like. I think his I defense is good. I think he's really good at defense. And don't you think Paul Millsap's going to come back and just come off the bench? I don't like, know. Like, for not that Probably. much money? I mean, he might retire, but but he's... I think he lives in Denver anyway. Like, like not that that is a reason to continue your NBA career or retire, but he just he just feels like he's going to come back but just not cost $30 million. I don't know. It's... It, it, it's a team that seems like they have a pretty bright future, Joey. Can here's a question: Can the Clippers trade for Chris Paul? <laughs> I mean, it almost kind of makes sense, but I don't think they can do it. I don't think they have. I don't think the. I don't think they have the contract. I mean, it would be so funny if it was like Pat Bev and a sign and trade. Well, wouldn't it be Pat Montrez Bev had Montrez Harrell and Lou Williams all in a sign and trade for Chris Paul? Yeah, it would have to be all the same guys going to Oklahoma City. When Sam Presti's like, you know what? I like. I think we can do it with these guys too. He um, signs Sam Decker out of Jerusalem or wherever he is. Um, he's working for the the Trump campaign now, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, he's he's, a, he's, he's a Wisconsin. Sam Decker is captain. Q, actually. I heard. Oh, oh, that's right. Remember, he refused to get in on net neutrality. He refused to comment about net neutrality. Net neutrality. That one time, that's so. that's not good. Um, um. Well, let's make fun of the the Rockets now, Sean. Um, yeah, let's do it. Um, it's. I will say just my general point uh, about the Western Conference. It's like shocking that in this down year 
this absolute down year for the Warriors where a bunch of teams had a great chance to come in and snatch the throne. The Lakers like so clearly muscled the way to the front and like <laughs> three teams had disastrous playoff outcomes. I can't remember that ever happening in one conference where it's like Utah had a god awful loss and they're totally uncertain. Like Gobert and Conley have one year left. Mitchell and Gobert probably hate each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rockets had an awful exit. They almost lost to Chris Paul, who they uh, traded like four first round picks to dump <laughs> to get Westbrook. And then this Clipper thing is like, I, I would say that like, I know it's not as historically significant, but isn't this more crushing than that Warriors loss in 2016? I don't, it's hard, it's hard to say, it's hard to say, (laughs) it just feels like, like at least they had won already, you know, (laughs) this feels like, this feels like some George Carl shit, man, right, I know we have him on the brain, but like, (laughs) but no, this is, this is like the Bucks almost make it to the NBA finals and then don't make the playoffs the next year, to me, this is some Sonics shit, um, (laughs) Oh, like losing to the Nuggets in the first yeah, round? Yeah, but it's not quite that bad. But it's just like, I don't know if this team is ever going to even get a chance to go to the finals. I don't know. Like, I don't know, man. I honestly thought, for months, thought that they were going to win the NBA title. Mm-hmm. Even with the Rockets, even when it seemed like they hated each other, it was just like, there's too much talent. And then... uh. Right around February, mm. I should've, uh, you should have listened I, to your buddy Joey, who all year was like, "Uh-uh, these fake. guys are frauds." Middle of <laughs> middle of February, it was like, "Oh, the Lakers are gonna win it all." Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, it's like I mean, not that not that that shouldn't have been the obvious outcome, but 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 it comes from really overrating Paul George, like the. The idea that, like, Kawhi could match up with LeBron in a series, perfectly plausible. Uh, But Anthony Davis is so much better than Paul George. I mean, yes. (laughs) Look, Kawhi is awesome. And obviously, he's a top 10 NBA player. Mm -hmm. But what I will say about Kawhi is... It's not that often that Kawhi's going to score you more than 28 points. Yeah, that's a good point. And, like, on the Raptors, when you have all those guys, that's fine. Because one of them, Fred Van Vliet's going to give you 20 randomly one or night. Or Lowry's going to go off, or Norman Powell's yeah. going to go off, and or, like, like Serge Ibaka's going to hit four or five threes. And so, for the Clippers, if Lou Williams isn't going off, like... Or Marcus Morris, who they d- added at the deadline, who it wasn't even really part of their plan. Like, right. who else is that guy? It should have been Landry Shamet, but he's broken, right? Well, and, and he's like, also he's also like a spot up shooter, and you know when when you have a point guard handling, he gets a lot more catch and shoot threes. When you have these other guys. I just don't know why Paul Pierce isn't able to get you like 35 points. Paul That's George, you mean? 
Paul George. Sorry, I said Paul Pierce. God. Yeah, you did say Paul Pierce. Oh, oh I loathe myself for that. All right, we got to talk about the Rockets, though. We're Let's gone, talk about the Rockets. So yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. You're um, right. Yeah, yeah. Daniel House suspension really hurt the team. Uh, I hope he marries that girl. That's Marion. That's what I'm rooting for. Just shove it all in their faces and marry that lady. Prove but the maybe NBA divo- wrong. Maybe divorce your actual wife first, though. <laughs> Uh, Mike D'Antoni said they had, quote, a lack of spirit, unquote, in game four. And there was, of course, a locker room shouting match. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Who was shouting at who, you think? Mike D'Antoni was not shouting. None of the coaches were shouting. (sighs) This is the third year in a row there's been a locker room shouting match with the Rockets during a playoff game, right? It's weird because I kind of feel like it was PJ Tucker yelling at James Harden. I because I thought it was I thought getting rid of Chris Paul was supposed to solve this. Uh huh. Oh, um, what another superstar that uh, James Harden tried to force them to trade? See, I That's think, weird. I think it was. I actually think it was James Harden yelling at Russell Westbrook. Oh, interesting. Because Westbrook had a much better game than Harden that mm-hmm. game four, but maybe he was taking the ball too much yeah, uh-huh it's but they're locked in they can't do anything with those two guys right no i mean oh. you could maybe trade him for paul george oh <laughs> I, I have can i can i give you some breaking news yeah uh this is this is from a couple hours ago um goran Dragic uh tried to uh visit big face coffee tonight but it was closed it was closed oh, no! at like 11 30 you probably shouldn't be drinking coffee that late by the way that's probably at 11 30 i mean it i mean it was close i guess it was closed all night oh i'm sorry i'm sorry he tried to go there uh he was not trying to do that he was trying to go there at like 5 p.m that's fine that's still pretty late to be drinking coffee yeah but he's from eastern europe yeah but jimmy butler's got to sleep he wakes up at 5 a.m yeah that's that's i think that's really the issue it's probably more of a morning business especially since it's open Hours before dawn. I'm sorry, 3 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't disrespect Jimmy's work ethic like that, Joey. Uh, I will say uh, very entertaining meltdowns from the Rockets pods. Oh, uh, so but I, good. I feel terrible for our Rockets fan friends because it's just it's so many years in a row, you know? Yeah. The the city of Houston deserves more than James Harden and Bill O'Brien. Yeah, but they really deserve more than Tillman Fertitta. That's really what it is. That's it's like, the problem. It's a curse. It's the curse of Tillman. Yeah, yeah. Like last last year, say the Rockets add just one more guy with the mid level exception. That Warrior series maybe goes very differently. I mean, I don't know about that. I don't know. It's still James Harden. No, no. I mean, it's Steph Curry. Like, <laughs> right. look, look, this this decade is say say what you want. You know, Kawhi got two. But this decade, it's Steph and LeBron, baby. It's they're the Larry and magic. My man. That's true. That's true. Um, Kawhi, Kawhi's never been the leader of his team, too. So I just wonder if he's maybe like not a guy who. Puts the team on. I'm still talking about the, the Clippers. I'm sorry. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Um, now, now, Mike D'Antoni quit. So tight. Fuck yeah, dude. I love it. 
instead of pretending to get lowballed again, which he was doing before the season, he was just like, hey, I quit. <laughs> I don't think they were going to fire him. It, like, don't you think they they were going to try and hire him back for less money? With that roster yes, they're yes, locked yes. into? I mean, they a- absolutely. They just <laughs> they just continued, you know, they were lowballing him in the summer, and they just, it, it was just very clear that he wanted more job security and or money. Yeah. And they and offered they him neither. to give it to him, yeah. He has like, it's he, like real hinky shit. Well, and he, he, it just became so clear, especially with all the time off that, uh, you know, he, there were tons of other offers for him. Mm-hmm. Like you can pull that stuff. If the guy doesn't obviously have a bunch of NBA teams that are publicly talking about how they're going to hire him yeah, or like, I mean, not publicly talking, but like absolutely leaking to reporters. Like Where Indiana, would you go if you were Indi- Mike D? <sighs> He is going to be tempted to go to Philly, I think, because he was an assistant there yeah. to Brett Brown. Uh, I would not do that. And it's intriguing. And it's like, <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, how is he going to be with Embiid? That's like, the thing. <laughs> like Mike D'Antoni and Ben Simmons is very exciting. And then you're like, and then you're like, oh, I can see how Tobias Harris works better with that. I can see how. But he's going to want to have a team full of big men. Their entire team is big men. <laughs> well, yeah, but but I could see him just being like, well, Simmons is the point guard. Harris is the four. Horford's the five. And I just I don't see how he. <laughs> but that and, leaves like, their best player out. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just Quote, saying. Quote, unquote, best player. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I mean, that's why it's not a good fit. But <laughs> but I kind of think that they might pony up the money, too. Um and then obviously he basically has a standing offer to go to Indiana, which is interesting because like TJ Warren is very much like a D'Antoni player and playing like power that forward. For him though, I don't like him in Indiana. I don't either. It's I like just... a bad match for personality and fit. Like I know. Look, the Nets are fucking stupid because that's the job. Right, like, like you went for Steve Nash, and instead of having Mike D'Antoni the man coaching, who like Steve Nash, <laughs> his deepest, his deepest roster, it would be his deepest roster, right? Yeah, because you know what he would have done? He would have empowered Kyrie Irving, which is exactly what Kyrie wants. Mm-hmm. And if somebody Kevin Durant, just be like, "I trust you, Kyrie, just go." You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're in charge. You make decisions, and then like, I'm sure he'd like, and then he'd. He's totally fine with Durant doing his ISO stuff. Uh, I feel the like Durant Allen would, would be thrive. The only thing that would be a problem is he'd want to play Durant at center at times. <laughs> yeah, but there's but but like the presence of Jared Allen means he doesn't really have to do. Yeah, that. you know what I mean. Like he's, <laughs> but he'd want to. You know what I mean. He'd well, want to. He'd be it, like that guy's soul. seven feet tall. In his soul, but he but he'd also just be like. Uh, I guess there's also some other tall, skinny guys that I could <laughs> like. Like I'll just, I'll just tell Kevin he's the four, and <laughs> Kuruks is the center. You know what I mean? Like a lot of that action. I mean, Kevin Durant's taller than Jared Allen, right? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to tell with the afro. Yeah, that's um, that's a good point. So Tillman announced that Daryl Morey's job is safe. Yeah. Uh, do you want to know why? Why is it? I can tell you. Because uh-huh. he doesn't want to pay two GMs, dude. Yeah, it's true. That's true. 
I mean, I mean, he was fine with D'Antoni because he was not under contract, so he didn't have to eat any more money. And with Maury, it's like, well, I'm stuck with this guy. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to keep undermining him in the press and refusing to give him money for anything. Um. So, Sean, you know about musical theater. Yeah. What musical best represents this upcoming season for Daryl Morey? Uh, I'm going to say Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. Mm, who's the demon barber? <laughs> it's Tillman. Okay. So who's, who's Daryl Morey? Daryl Morey is going to be un- He's, yeah, Daryl Moore is going to be unwitt- unwittingly eating meat pies all season okay. long. <laughs> Just from, and, and it's still going to be better than, uh, you know, the saltwater steakhouse crap that he has to eat otherwise. <laughs> what are you going to miss most about Houston, Sean? PJ Tucker, baby. Yeah, me too. Love I that just guy. Love him. Love him. Um, you know what I'm not going to miss about the Houston Rockets? What's that? Robert Covington, baby, because he's going to come to the Warriors in that trade exception. <laughs> oh, that would be so funny. That would be so funny. Um, all right. Uh, let's take a quick moment, and this will be the last thing we do tonight. Yeah. Um, let's say goodbye to our sweet friends, the Toronto Raptors. <sighs> miss you. We're going to really miss you guys. What are you going to miss most about the Toronto Raptors? It's it's tough because it's ultimately it's Kyle Lowry, even though it's also Serge Ibaka. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved seeing OG Ananobi thrive. I love Norman Powell. It's a bunch of dudes I love, but this was like I felt like this playoffs was a very special Kyle Lowry playoffs. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, yeah. You know who I'm gonna miss the most though? Who? Chris Boucher. I love that uh, guy. Love him, love him. I am not going to miss the 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 pink shirts that uh, Nick Nurse had to wear. Sometimes those were I don't know. I was really pretty, I was pretty into Nick Nurse's whole behavior the entire bubble. Oh, I like the behavior, but he just looked like it was like a the pink stripe thing was like something a like a third grader wears. It just it didn't work with the rest of this vibe. Nick like, Nurse looks like kind of like a cartoon character from the nineties, uh-huh. like. <laughs> Like he'd be the lead on like bringing up baby or whatever, like one of those adult cartoon shows. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man! Oh, by the way, the Nuggets coaching staff somehow were just able to wear all black all the time. And Mike Malone's like, "Yeah, it's a tribute to Johnny Cash." Mm -hmm. That's so tight, but also weird. Mike Malone is weird. (laughs) He's one of the weirder people in the NBA that no one talks about. There's an amazing element to that Chris Haynes Clippers story that's like. Yeah, a lot of people like to run around and walk around the walking path. Mike Malone sprints on a mountain bike and then jumps off the bike and does like 20 push-ups and then jumps back on the bike and keeps like, he just sounds like such a maniac. Well, he knows that city workout. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there's actually one thing I want to say about Mike Malone, actually. Yeah. Mark Jackson, fuck you, dude. Last yeah. night... Mark Jackson was, like, trying to take credit for Mike Malone because he was on his coaching staff in Golden State. Uh-huh. And anyone who knows anything says knows that he's the one who ran Mike Malone out of town because he was worried that they were going to give Mike Malone the job. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, so fuck you, you liar, you fucking liar. Don't take credit for a guy you hate. It took him almost seven full games 
to acknowledge that Mike Malone was doing a good job. Like he waited until the Nuggets were up like 20 at the end of game seven. And then finally he was like, I want to credit Mike Malone. It's just like, come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. And and it was it was only to set himself up to 90 seconds later, try to steal the credit. Yeah. Cause, and Darren Ehrman has the tapes to prove. Also, Mike Malone's dad was a professional basketball coach for years. Like, fuck you, Mark Jackson. All right. Um, time to go. Sean, yeah. what's going on at roundballrock.net this week? Uh, there's going to be a great piece from Editor-in-Chief Corbin A. Smith uh, tomorrow about Nikola Jokic. Is uh, it about how he's the Joker? It is. It, it, it is. I have never read as many words about the uh, related to the Steve Miller band as I did then. That's up today. He put that, oh, up, that today. Is up. That yeah, is yeah. up. Oh, great, great, great. And then uh, it's great. Read it. Corbin's the best. <laughs> and then uh, you know, there's also if you want to submit questions, uh, we love a mailbag mm-hmm. at roundballrock.net. And also, uh, you know, check out the 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 John Wilms deep dive into the way back. Yeah, uh, I have a real good joke in there. Yeah, I um, would, I would, I would watch the way back first, though. Yeah, I would also. Watch That's the what way I back. would say. Like it's, but if you have, especially because you'll get app- to see that court. Steve Nash uh, took that photo shoot with his <laughs> terrible shoes on. Yeah, um, yeah. The scene where Ben Affleck has to drive around a desk is weird, mm-hmm. but it makes sense now. <laughs> uh, as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where. On 4-17-2014, I tweeted, I can honestly say that I've never been happier in my life. I can't wait to announce what I've got going on. And Sean, can I tell you a spoiler alert there? Uh, yeah, please. He never announced anything. <laughs> oh my god, Frankie. Uh, he, has not, he has not weighed in on this collapse, and I assume that's because... Once he saw Black Lives Matter on the court, yeah. Frankie was out. He's not into it. Um, Sean, did you write a song? I did. I did. It's a Go-Go song about the Clippers. Hell yeah. What's it called? It's called The Clips Are Revealed. <laughs> uh, trust the process. Trust the process. And, uh, shut it down. Don't buy Steve Nash's shoes, dude. They suck, man. <laughs> Fire Doc Rivers! Did you see them blowing a big lead, collapsing? That's Paul George's thing. Did you see Lou played like number two? He and Trez, six men had no success. Don't matter if they're up a team. There's a curse that's on this team. Hey, hey, hey. The clips are revealed. Kawhi Leonard got too much use. Had no defense on Jamal Murray's shots. In both quarters, hurt by Porter. Rebounding was ignored, Jokic got every board. Doesn't matter if they're stars. This Clipper team has got no heart. Hey, hey, hey. The clips are revealed. Choking again has gotta hurt. 
And Steve Ballmer sweated through his shirt Hey, the clips were revealed Streetlights, not spotlights, working class. Marcus Morris played like ass. Did you see Paul? His car player Pete lost again. That's his history. Only make shots in TV spots. He should play with the beard, but those guests disappeared. Whatever it says on the clock That's enough time to choke for dark Hey, hey, hey The clips were revealed So much trash talk from Beverly Even though he's pushing 33 Hey, hey, hey The clips were revealed The clips were revealed Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.